Robbie. Yo. Are you fired up about our new official title sponsor? I really am excited. Bro, we talking level up gutters out of Youngsville, Louisiana. Have you ever heard of them, Robbie? I haven't. Bro, I just bought a new house. No joke, no game. I called the competition. I can't get a call back. Won't give me a free estimate. Can't make time for me. I'm talking about level up gutters out of Youngsville, Louisiana. They don't care if you live in Lake Charles. They don't care if you live in New Orleans. They don't care if you live in Alexandria. They're going to give you the free estimate. They're going to give you the personal touch. They're going to make sure you get what you need to succeed because level up gutters, they're winners. And winners win. Winners win. Go like Level Up Gutters on Facebook. The phone number you need to call if you want that free estimate is 337-257-5149. That's 337-257-5149. Don't forget, winners win when you level up. Level Up Gutters. All right, you've come back. Jay, we're on week eight. LSU versus Ole Miss. Daddy, are you fired up to be back? Am I fired up? What kind of question is that? Man, I'm fired up. Uh, I'm getting excited. It's starting to feel feel like football season. Jay, is it feeling a little bit like football season to you? Oh, you're dang right, man. Tonight's Wednesday night. Okay. Tomorrow the boys getting pads for fall camp. First day. So you know, like yesterday and today, they were getting uh, getting they were getting sized and fitted. Mm -hmm. It's 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 here. It's here. I'm fired up, man. It's today was 32 days to kick off. Just got some good news. Some of the boys will be going to New Orleans for the game. It don't get much better than that. I'm fired up. All right. The reason you listening? Because we talking Ole Miss week eight. October 22nd, at home. The Magnolia Bowl. Daddy, do you, do you believe in the, the nostalgia of the Magnolia Bowl, or is it just another f game for LSU fans? Just another game. What do you think Ole Miss fans think of it, Jay? No, I think, I think that's a one they circle on their calendars every year. When you go to their Wikipedia, it's, it's on the Wikipedia, the Magnolia Bowl. It's, uh, they celebrate it. They look forward to it, and they got the trophy right now, to be honest, and that kind of sucks. But BK takeover, that shit's over. The boys are back. Let's dive right in to 2021 Ole Miss. We'll talk a little bit about them. Jay, you got something on 2021 Ole Miss? 2021 Ole Miss? They, um, what they, they were 10-3 and three last 10 year. 10-3, there's only – in the last 20 years, they've only won 10 games three times. What was the year with Kendichi when they went to the Sugar Bowl and won the Sugar Bowl? That was 2015. Golly, 2015. 
And they were they were, they're also six and two in conference this year. And another one of those times when I was doing research, I was like, "Fuck, they had a good year." Yeah. Um, and then they won it ten games back in two thousand and three with Eli, okay. Eli Manning and uh Patrick Willis. No, Pete. and and if you look at their stadium, it uh, says 2003 SEC West champs. Even though LSU won the SEC, I, I've seen I see once a year Justin Vincent on uh shout out Justin Justin Vincent retweets a picture of that and like clowns him for it. Like what in the yeah hell I don't understand about? how you, LSU lost to Florida that year, but they beat Ole Miss, and so they only lost to an East Division. Rivalry, so it, it's a know, mockery how they yeah, hang that it's banner. It makes it's almost as bad as UCF hanging a national championship banner. Almost as bad. It's still it's pretty bad. Yeah. All right. So 2021 Ole Miss, they were 10 and three, six and two. The only losses they had were to Bama, Auburn, and Baylor, which was in the uh, Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl, yeah. Uh, Dave Aranda, our guy, national champion coach Dave Aranda. We'll always love him for that. I'll never be mad at him, and I'll always pull for him. Low key, by the way. Um, lost. Daddy, give me the final score in the Sugar Bowl right there when they played Baylor. It was uh, 21-7. Uh, 21-7. 21-7. All right. They went to the Sugar Bowl. They had a uh, great year. Um, Let's see the losses. Were they close losses? They How surprising they lost to Auburn, by the way. A down, a really down Auburn team. You know, God, you feel like if you're an Ole Miss fan, you're like, oh, man, we should have been 11-2, and two, right? Should have been. 11-1, and one, I'm sorry. Yeah, not counting the bowl game. Yeah. Then the, you lose to Bama, obviously. And, and man, I remember being fired up for that game. By the way, the Bama game. Yes. <laughs> and they got steam and they rolled. got steamrolled. I don't know why I got excited every time. Every time. Um, what sticks out to me on the schedule? Do y'all remember when Lane went back to Knoxville? The fans yeah, throwing the about trash. It That's right. Yeah, we, we did. About we, how the, the fans threw that golf ball at Lane. Lane actually caught it. Caught it. That was a hell of a kid. Athlete. <laughs> and I remember Hugh Freeze coming to Oxford for Liberty. Hugh Freeze had Malik uh-huh. Harris. He had the, the NFL quarterback now. Had a really good Liberty team. Got beat and only scored 27. Lane Train only scored 27 on them. Which, they're, if you're looking through their wins, they got, other than Arkansas, they only scored about 25 to 30 points a game. It's not like they were scoring 50 points. No, a no, they game. wasn't. Not, not, not Lane's first year. All right. Look at that one. Look at that Arkansas game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look at that. 52 to 51. God, that was a big game. That was a, that was that was awesome a big game. game. That watching. was a. Um, was it a noon game? I thought it was 2.30 to CBS. Probably while I watch it. That was the game I had on my TV, the 11 o'clock game. Man, that's cool. So, w- big loss this year. Uh, they had they – had, well, they had Matt Corral last year who was, I think, widely considered – he was first team all SEC last year. He had uh, 20 touchdowns and five interceptions, which was shockingly low to me because he had 29 the year before, but he threw a lot more picks the year before. Shit, he had a lot in the year before against LSU. Remember in the rain game with Kayshawn mm-hmm. Butte, he threw a lot. Well, anyways. Yeah. 20 touchdowns, five picks. He had 11 rushing touchdowns, though, and rushed for 600 yards. Sneaky athlete, Matt Corral. And what's weird about that, you remember in 2018, which we'll touch, no, 2019, which we'll touch on later, was John Reese Plum, Plumley. Yeah. He was the athlete, and Matt Corral was supposed to be the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Goddamn, Matt Corral rushed for 600 yards in the SEC last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he's a great Plumley, quarterback. Plumley transferred to uh, Southern Miss. Uh-uh, UCF with a. Uh... Gus oh, was it UCF? Uh-huh. Oh, missed it. He's going to uh, see Gus Bus, baby. To the Gus Bus. Gus Bus' quarterback transferred to Oklahoma. He's going to start this year for Oklahoma. Gabriel Gonzalez. Huh? For Venables. For Venables in Oklahoma. Really good quarterback. I-, I like him a lot. He's a Hawaiian kid. 
Where do you find all these Hawaiians at? Fuck, I don't know. They're all left-handed too. He's a left-handed just like Tua. Man. Well, they they sure as hell uh they sure as hell don't come to LSU. We ain't never had no. Put steroids in the pineapples. <laughs> all right. So last year, let's talk about when LSU played Ole Miss last year. Okay. Jay, do you have the score to that game? Twenty twenty one LSU versus Ole Miss. What was the score? Yeah, thirty one seventeen. I think it was thirty one to seven going to the fourth quarter. Looking looking at our looking at our stats, Max had one forty six, Price had fifty three. Yeah. And Dre Jenkins led us with 52 yeah. yards. Yeah. What do you remember about that game last year, Jay? <laughs> you just couldn't do anything on, on offense. It was really boring. Boring game. It was terrible to watch. Just, uh, Ole Miss just had a better team. They had a better team, better coach. Yep. Uh, and what sticks out if you're an LSU fan is at the very end, I remember Nuss do a touchdown pass and we were all – you know, putting us in, putting yeah. us. You know what I mean. You know, the L- it was all fired up putting us in, and then they played. Then they played Arkansas the next week. Other than Joe Burrow and even Danny Etling, I, I don't remember ever well, cheering for Danny Etling's backup to go in the game. Did you or did we know he was kind of our quarterback? Danny football. Yeah, Danny Etling was. Uh, Miles was the backup, but he, that's one one of the years he was hurt. Yeah, and then Danny but, was. Yeah. But whenever, but whenever uh, I remember when Jennings was there, we screaming put in. Put in Harris. Correct. And then when Harris was a starter, we screamed put in Etling. Correct. So, and then we'll go before that, whoever, whenever yeah, Jordan Jefferson was, was there, we well, – Oh, Jordan Jefferson was – that was just – Jordan Jefferson Lee, that Jerry was – Lee, that was a beautiful yeah, dynamic between crazy. both of them. Yeah, that was crazy. We were never sing, saying it for Mettenberger. No, not for Met, not for Burrow. So – Well, the uh, – their quarterback is gone, Matt Corral. So that – that leads me into their 2022 year. This year, they brought in a uh, – they're doing the, – the popular thing in college football right now is bringing in a transfer quarterback. Yeah, who has some experience. Yep, got some experience. He was at USC. His name is Jackson Dart. He's a kid from Utah, West Coast kid. Five-star. Bottle rocket of a human being. Looks like he's a California quarterback. I mean, just a handsome, handsome son of a bitch. Yeah, he was a – he was um. I think number 10 quarterback in the country, number 69 overall. I did see I was, star. I was watching their spring game today of him throwing, and he, I don't follow ESPN's recruiting. I usually use 247 arrivals. Yeah. And ESPN, he had a, their number two ranked pocket passer his senior year. So a highly recruited kid. Yeah. Uh, Lane Train uh, is going to the portal. I don't know anything about yeah, the recruits he, he has there that were his recruits. So the transfer, they lost uh, 24 players to the transfer portal. Old Miss lost twenty four. Where the hell they go? And they they gained uh, seventeen. It's kind of strange though with a with a steady head coach. You know he's going to be there off of a big year. I don't know, man. It's, it's, Maybe it's so, just a so thing. They, Kids don't so get they, playing they, time. They gained seventeen, and and they have two four seven has a. Uh, if you go to the website, they have a transfer portal ranking system, where they rank them as a two, three, four, five star prospect as far as their playing time and and productivity and stuff like that. So. Out of the 17 transfers that Lane gained, nine of them were ranked as four stars. No so, shit. Yeah, he got a bunch. And one of them that you reminded me the other day that I forgot because 
all about was a uh, Zach Evans, a running back from TCU. Man, you remember TCU. all that? God, he was. You remember the the recruiting? I'm follow his recruiting. Oh yeah, he was supposed to go to LSU. He was supposed to go to Texas. He was, to come out, he was supposed to commit at this time, and then it pushed it to this time. Yeah, he kept and his, pushing it back. Kept pushing. I think it, it was back. his grades. He kept yeah, the pushing. two the two uh, recruits that stand out to me. That was a crazy story like that. Is Zach Evans who ended up going to TCU? Okay, and then. Remember Dory Jackson for USC? Wow, went to USC. Yep. He was supposed to come to LSU. His dad wanted him to come to LSU, but his mom wanted him to stay home. They said that he took his in, uh, his national letter of intent. When he signed it, his dad took it. I heard, I mean, this is not, I don't know how much this yeah. is true, but it's hearsay, that he took his letter of intent and drove down the highway with it. He didn't want him to go to USC. Oh. He wanted him to come to LSU. And then Dory ended up having a good career at USC. Yeah, he returned punts and was a cornerback. I don't even know if he's in the NFL Freak anymore. Yeah, he's neither he would have done great at LSU, I got to assume. I hope so. I would like to think. Daddy, I'm looking at their 2022 schedule. I want you to read me their first six opponents. Starting off on September the 3rd, they open up with? Are you sure you want me to do that? Daddy, <laughs> I know it's tough. I want you to read me these first six opponents in a row. Might be the toughest first six games I've ever seen. I agree. Daddy, give <laughs> they it got a, They got Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt. All right, I got a little random stat. These six teams that, that the lane train plays first, their record last year, as as a whole, all six teams, was 32-41. and 41, And they better thank God Kentucky won 10 games. A normal Kentucky team, it would have been way worse than that. It would have been 6-6, and but that that Kentucky team was good, so they won 10, like you said, and it was good. That was the only reason that it was even close, and it was 32-41. and Hey, hey, SEC media day is at Vanderbilt, Coach said. We're going to build a championship program. Jesus Christ, what the (laughs) hell? What the hell is he thinking? I I don't know, man. The only I know, what do you expect your coach to say? I know that, but the only time I can remember Vanderbilt being really good and and uh, competitive was when James Franklin was there. They won like – Jordan Palmer. I remember Jordan Palmer. They won eight nine, uh, nine games. They won nine? You can look. Dang. Jordan Palmer won – they won. I remember them beating Ole Miss to open the season, and it Dang. was a big deal. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Jordan – and uh, Jordan Palmer works for the SEC but, Network now. I don't I don't give – I don't care about Vanderbilt whatsoever, but I, I, I can remember rooting for him that year because they was doing good. Man, I was like, James Franklin is the next guy. Yeah. I thought he would do way better in the Big Ten than he's done so far. I know he got re-upped on his contract. I know it's tough with Ohio State, but I genuinely thought like it would be him and Ohio State. And I also thought Harbaugh. I know Harbaugh's coming off of the, the winning the, the conference and going to the playoff, but they lost a lot, and they're not going to do it again, and his recruiting's down. I think he was really dead set on the NFL job, and it fell through. A lot of kids transferred. Michigan's going to be a shit show for the next two years. Write that down. Hot take. Hot take. And I like Michigan because I sure as hell don't like Ohio State. Oh, yeah, I'm the same way. But like, C, I think like, C.J. Stroud's probably going to win the Heisman this year. Another hot take by me. Just, just, just throwing some out there right now, hey. Daddy. I also will say that is the worst six games on a schedule I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. The Lane Train loses his star quarterback to the NFL, who is projected to back up Baker Mayfield right now and jump Sam Darnold. They got, Sam, they got Baker Mayfield, him, and yeah. I know Darnold. he's been coming across my Twitter feed. Uh, Corral been doing some good stuff over there, man. I know, man. I, I really like Matt Corral. I like Baker too, but it's whatever. Fuck, the, fuck Carolina. <laughs> but first six games, that's terrible. But if you know, if you play in the SEC West, if your first six games are terrible, those last six, Daddy, it's gonna be pretty rough. Yeah, you got. Read me them last six, Daddy. You got Auburn, LSU, A and M, Alabama, Arkansas, and Mississippi State. Loss, 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 loss. Then the egg bowl at the end. 
with Dirty Leech. I know we're not we're not prepared no notes on that, but yeah. let's talk about them two egg bowls back to back, man. Okay. What one year they remember they Mississippi State went up to no, Ole Miss went up to score at the end and would have tied it up. But that dude act like he peed on the goalpost like a dog. Piss. They backed him up. He missed the extra point. They lost by one. And then the next year, it was something crazy, too. It was like two years in a row where it was crazy, man. So there's a lot of Ole Miss fans that believe the butterfly effect of him pissing got Matt Luke fired, which was, may, enabled them to get Lane Kiffin. Oh, really? Which is the reason they won the won 10 games last year. Matt so. Luke was the poor man's version of David Hasselhoff. <laughs> I never heard that until you thought of that. He was Dollar General David Hasselhoff. Yeah, Dollar General David Hasselhoff. And that's the two worst first names I've ever heard in my life. He got two first names like Ricky Matt Bobby. Luke. Matt You talking about Matt Luke? Yeah, he's the one that probably made the schedule. He thought he'd still be there, so he'd be 6-0. and Also, Matt Luke just won a national championship at Georgia, but goddamn, I could have coached the offensive line for Georgia last year and won a national championship. <laughs> so, tw- rough take, real qu- just real quick. Man, they're going to win their first six. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Kentucky's not a gimme for sure. No, Kentucky, they, they got their quarterback five back. Five and one. Kentucky, I think Kentucky's gonna be good. Yeah, so Kentucky, five yeah, and one. five and one. Then you got the uh, go six and one. Six and one. Us against LSU. I've already picked. Nope, I have not six picked. And two. Six and two. We'll say about LSU later what we think. I've caught a lot of hell for picking Florida to beat LSU last week, and I mean, goddamn people, they're not gonna win them all. Did you? Yeah, I caught some hell. I, almost, I, I had to stop Daddy from hitting that, you know, head with the guitar. Dad, thank you for doing that. Yeah. No. So, some son of a bitch come up to me at Marshland and said, man, he had to be from Cameron Parish. He said, what? He said, I, I, I can't believe you picked LSU to lose. <laughs> so, they got old, I mean, Alabama after that, Arkansas after that. It don't look like they're going to be 10-3 this year. They'll probably. T- I think they're going to take a step back this year. Let me see. Loss, loss, loss. FPI has them going 8-4. and four. And well, ESPN FBI has them going. They can wipe their ass with that. Not happening. <laughs> I'm just saying. SEC what, Media Days have them finishing fourth. Nine, nine and three. Yeah, they have fourth ahead of us. Yeah. I didn't see the, what they had them. No, they had them, uh, yeah, nine and three. So say they lose Kentucky, say they lose LSU, say they lose to Alabama, they're going to slip up an Arkansas or A&M or somebody. Yeah. yeah they're they going to be eight, eight and four, seven and, seven and five. They take a step back this year. All right. So, did anybody watch SEC Mini Days? Did y'all did y'all see Lane Kiffin talk? By the way, no, no, guys, Lane Kiffin at SEC Media Days was not the Lane Train. He was not that moxied up young guy, young head coach that confident. he's always confident, Twitter strong. All he did was bitch about NIL. All he did was complain about the transfer portal. He he was a absolute shit show at SEC Media Days. And somebody threw something out there that I listened to and said they couldn't believe Lane was talking like this. And was it because in this new NIL world, you got to think, this is in the last year as it has really ramped up. This is his third year at Ole Miss. Yeah. He got put in a situation so got where – two, two full recruiting class on that. So this is all – this is his. This is his stuff, it's and like NIL's that. taking over, and – Everyone and their mama knows it was legitimate. He wanted the LSU job, and he yeah. wanted the Miami job. Um, and two places where NIL will succeed, and you can't at Ole Miss. So, another random stat for you okay. for the SEC media days. Somebody kept a word count on opening statements. Oh, give it to me. So, uh, the Vanderbilt coach was spoke a lot. We talked about a while ago. Clark Lee, is that his name? Yeah. He had 2,300 words. Off the bat, that's a lot. He had to convince people. Saban was fifth with 1,300. 
you know, uh, he's going to voice his opinion. Yeah. Heupel was, uh, you know, he had 1100. Heupel. Napier, <laughs> Napier had 1100 also. So, and Kiffin, what you said was Debbie Downer. He was second to last with uh, 219 words open statement. All he did was talk about NIL and how, so, what so we're going to do. Let, who was, who was a uh, last? Mike Leach. How many did he have? Under 10, I saw it already. Seven. Yeah. Seven. <laughs> I saw it. That's crazy, though. I'm not uh, big. He's like, I'm so I'm, I'm so glad he's at um, Mississippi State, man. I'm so glad. Good. That's Sean's favorite. The guy, Sean Vincent, that's his second favorite coach in the SEC. Are Are we bringing on Sean tonight? Yeah. Uncle Shane will be here. Tonight. Uncle Shane will be here. If we call him Uncle Shane, people listening, that's our buddy. That's an inside joke. When we say Uncle Shane, we mean Sean Vincent. He'll be on later on the show tonight. You have to ask him. Sean, who's your second favorite coach in the SEC? Ask him. I will ask him oh, that. Yeah. He used to, I think he used to always talk about the pirate. Oh, he loved the pirate, man. He likes it. <laughs> that's a goofy son of a bitch. Yeah. Daddy, as a coach, as someone who has led young men before, is what's your feeling on the pirate, on Leach? Is he a good head coach, or is he a lot of gimmick? Is he real gimmicky? Like, Just tell me your thoughts on Mike Leach. Definitely not a gimmick guy. Okay, He's straight shooter. No. Weird. In a lot of ways. Corky, yeah. So I'm going to give you a little rundown on his practice schedule. Let's do it. Um, at Mississippi State, his coaches get in at 8. He doesn't get in until 3 o'clock, an hour before practice. In the evening? In the evening. And they'll stay till midnight. God damn. So it kind of messes oh. up with his staff. That's kind of strange, right? That's, that's that's very weird. I mean, even Ed Ogeron's dumbass. He used to work 18 hours a day. They used to talk about, I, I don't know, after we won the Natty, I don't know yeah, if he yeah, did. Before the Natty. And before the, the Natty. season, he was shotgun five Red Bulls and stay there for yeah. 23 and a half hours. Yeah, they said they said Enzmanger used to sleep every night there during the season. Like, he would just stay there at night. So that's why Mike Leach's hair is always messed up. He just woke up. <laughs> he just woke up off the couch in his office. He sleeps on the couch in his yeah. office. He's probably got a futon in there. But Mike Leach ain't getting them 30-year-old blondes like Ogeron did. No, that's one thing Coach Ogeron was the best at. <laughs> he was winning, boy, outside of the game the last two years. So you think. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, Lane's body language really screwed me up. It didn't seem like him. Jay just gave you the stats on he didn't want to talk about it. He was Boudet. Oh, I genuinely think he thought he had the Miami job. NIL was going to thrive there. Your boy from Oregon who went to Miami – Cristobal? That's him. Mm-hmm. I'm, so, I'm just dishing out hot takes tonight. The U is going to be back in two or three years. Yeah. I think Cristobal is a fucking I dude. So. I agree. I think it's NIL time. And I thought, man. They paying over there, Mark, Kat. No, Mark Rick. I thought. He did? They, he got a top ten, you know, and I thought they was going to be better, but it's the same old stuff at Georgia. Same old shit, dude. Same old show at Georgia. They won a big bowl game right before they played us the next year. That's why yeah. when, we went to, when we went to Jerry World, the fans were – Man. It was crazy. I was so confident that we was going to win that game. Jay, give us a couple-minute story on that game. 2018, Joe Burrow's first game. Joe Burrow's first game, we go into Dallas, me, Rob, Lacey, and Danica, all going there. And, man, we get there. And me and Rob, we, we talk in the game the whole way, you know, talk before or whatever. And Rob's like, what are they going to do? You think they're going to win? I was like, man, I think they're going to win by double digits. Easy. You know, I think Miami's overrated. You know, I said 70 30 Fans, LSU. Yeah, with 80 20. That's what I said, too. Yeah. We got there. It was 55 45. LSU had slight edge, but it was 55 45%. To Miami. the untrained eye, it was probably 50 50. And out of those 
Jerry World holds 100,000, let's say. So out of 45,000 Miami fans, I guarantee you, if I'm lying, Rob, back me up, 40,000 of them had a turnover chains on. They had turnover Every chains single on. fan had a turnover chain. They was a cocky fan base. Oh, and man. I have seen some I was cocky like, fan bases. Rob said, man, Jay, you nervous? I said, man, I don't know if LSU's going to win this. You kind of got shook. I was like, I was like yeah. man, because I, I didn't expect that. You know, We didn't know Joe Burrow. Yeah, we didn't know. Yeah, we it was kind of unknown, you know. And uh, and it was a bloodbath. Hey, hey, after the first quarter, I was standing up on my seat saying, this ain't Duke or Boston College. It's SEC athletes. Yeah, there's a, oh, yeah. There's a bitch right in front of me talking shit. <laughs> yeah, Rob. Rob, she was talking trash to Rob the whole game. And uh, I don't remember who made the first interception, if it was uh, Phillips. It was Jacob Phillips. And I, I slapped Rob across the chest, uh, Ric Flair style. And I told him, give me – he always wears a chain. I said, give me your chain. And I made him put it oh, on. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, little, yeah. I had a little silver necklace, and I oh, put yeah. it on Jay as a turnover chain. LSU. And then – It was bad, uh, By man. the way, Batman, what was his name? Safety Force. He graduated in 2018. Battle. John Battle, Battle had to pick that game, too. He did it again. Yeah, Rob slapped me. I think he slapped me a little harder. Uh, I was a little Still him. Me and Danik was on them beers. Yeah. Love you, Dirty D. We, <laughs> me and, but me and you got drunk that night, Mama. All right. We talked. We we got off subject, but that's a great story, and that's also a good memory. Joe Burrow's first game. If you're listening to this podcast, you love Dirty Joe just like we do. Another thing I want to bring up that game. Okay, that was Fajoko's first game. He's going to start. Brandon Fajoko okay. interviewed his parents, uh, Jacques Doucet from WBRZ okay. Baton Rouge. Inter- interviewed his parents, and they they talked about it or whatever, and they said we're excited about this game. It took us six months across the Pacific in a canoe. <laughs> I do remember that. Now. That was good. I remember you sending me that. God, yeah, that was, 2018 know, was, feels was, like a lifetime ago. So Anyway, go ahead. Jay, I want you to break down Lane Kiffin, a.k.a. the Lane Train, for me. I want you to get, just give me some backstory and some notes you got on the Lane Train. So Lane is a 77-42 and 42 as a head coach. He's 3-3 three and three in bowl games. He's 47 years old, so he's, he's, he's relatively young or at least compared to Saban and Brian Kelly. And uh, he was uh, he got his first gig at USC uh, from 2001 to 2006. He was like a wide receivers coach, and then he was an OC from five to six. Famously Monty Kiffin's son. Yeah, Monty Kiffin's son, a big-time defensive coordinator in the NFL. And then he went to Oakland um, as a head coach after he left USC. And he got fired after two years. He'd come to Tennessee for one year. Actually, he made Tennessee better that year. One year. They almost beat Alabama. They should have beat Alabama if that big uh, nose guard wouldn't have blocked that kick. Remember Mount Cody? He no, was like, I do not remember. Remember Mount Cody? He was no. like six foot four, 380 pounds. Okay. Big dreads or whatever. You remember him, Chaz? Do I remember. Oh, yeah. Mount Can't Cody, they him. called him. He uh, blocked that kick. And Tennessee should have won that game. In then, 09, uh, that's an Alabama team that went yeah. to the Natty in yeah, 09. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And beat Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, So, and then they went back to USC to be a head coach. Yeah, for – And the Tennessee was the scoring lovers, right? Then they've always yeah, hated oh, him Oh, yeah, they've always just, – just one year, one and done at Tennessee. Yep. And then uh, he got fired from there. Uh, and then uh, Nick Saban picked him up to be OC in 2014 to 16. And he left there after Saban just treated him like a redheaded stepchild. Won a lot. Won, won a some lot. natties. So you yeah. think, Jay? You don't know the real story. That's later on. All right. Little nugget, Daddy, Daddy got you. Daddy's got the inside, not me. I just stating what's on the World Wide Web. Um, and then then he went to Florida Atlantic for three years, and he's been at Ole Miss since 2020. 
at FAU, I think he won ten games a couple times. Yeah, he, like, he got ranked, I think, one year. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's fifteen and eight as a head coach at Ole Miss. Like you said earlier, ten and three last year, which is really good. Really good for Ole Miss because they only had ten win season three out of the last since two thousand. They've only had three ten win seasons. Okay. Um. So, but I think, like you said earlier, I think they have, they're going to be a going to be a lot more down than everybody expects them to be. I think so too. Uh, and. Man, he's making seven point two million too. Damn, they're paying his ass too, <laughs> which they should. You gotta yeah. pay. You gotta pay to have a good coach. It's, it is what it is. So, Daddy, I mean, uh, Jay gave you the breakdown on on Lane. I want to get right into his recruiting though. I'm not. Jay is always my guy. I go to for recruiting. I'm all in. Kind of when it's when it's recruiting season. Sometimes your boy's all in on baseball, and I'm never really worried about it because Jay's always got my back. Jay, give me just. For the for the normal fan, how has Lane done the three years he's at been at Ole Miss? I thought he would do better. Okay. So his first full year, twenty twenty one. So he head coach twenty twenty. So his first full year, twenty twenty one. He was only the number seventeen overall um, class in the country. So he's number six in the SEC. LSU was number three that year. He had twenty five signees, seven of them are four stars. So I mean that's that's okay. So it's his first year. So then the next year you think he would do better, right? Okay. So just as high school signees in 2022, he had he was number 27 overall, number 11 in the SEC. I think even Vanderbilt was higher than them. Oof. Uh, but if you go transfer portal and high school signees together, if you combine them, he was number 15 overall. So LSU was number 12 high school signees and number seven with transfers too because lane like i said earlier lane mopped up in the uh, transfer portal he, okay. he he got 17 guys nine of them are four stars you know we said jackson door earlier zach evans they got a big tight end from usc uh michael trigg number four tight end coming out of 2020 so they got some guys from the transfer portal so if so if lane keeps getting guys with experience from the transfer portal I, I think he'll 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 do good because you know they have experience and this year, 2023, they got the number 57 overall class, 12th in the SEC. That's no good, Coach. Yeah. LSU's number 10, I believe. Is that why he's moping around SEC? That's probably why he's moping because he ain't got no money to pay them kids. And and so, look, I've been to Oxford before, and Jay has too. And Uncle Shane's been a couple times, and we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, he's got but you know what it seems like they got there? Seems like they got money there to me. Seems like they got money, and they, they got a the way they dress, the way they tailgate, the a way lot of pretty uh blonde hair, blue eye girls. A lot of beautiful women there. They got they got chandeliers in their tailgate. If you're listening on Spotify, look at the album art for this episode. It's a fucking goat they had at the tailgate. He was dressing. <laughs> he he had a uh, Bo Wallace jersey on. Yeah. And the campus, by the way, guys, that's the most beautiful campus I've seen in the SEC. Can y'all think, Jay, can you think of one that looked better? That one was striking, strikingly beautiful to me. Besides LSU and all the oak trees and everything. Uh, that was not as good. <laughs> you don't think? Uh, I, I like LSU. Yeah, it's, it's a different look for sure. It's a different look. Yeah, it's a different look. I mean, you, it feels like you're driving to go try to find Bigfoot on the way. Yeah, it is. It is like that. But I really think your campus is beautiful. So yeah, it was I mean, kind of shocking to me. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I Ole, watched, Miss was, Ole Miss was a nice campus. LSU's, I think LSU is a really nice campus. You ever watch The Blind Side on the movie? Everybody looked like they had money. Yeah. It's surprising to me that they don't have NIL money is all I'm saying. I just assumed by being around there a little bit that they had wealthy people who have graduated from there. But 
obviously I'm wrong. Lane seems Lane seems mad. He's trending going down in the NIL world. I'm going straight to you, Daddy. Daddy, give me a uh, give me a grade. A B C D E F. How has Lane Kiffin done since he's been at Ole Miss? About a B. B. First year was a little tough. Jay, pull up their record from just so I know it. I know his overall record, but I don't want to do the math. Give me his twenty twenty his uh twenty twenty schedule. The twenty twenty schedule, Daddy. What was their record in twenty twenty? Five and five. What was their record in the uh in the SEC? Four and five. Where'd the one other game come from? Oh, the bowl game. Bowl game. Okay, yeah, because they played ten SEC games. That was COVID year. Yeah, well, they they went four and five. They they canceled a uh, and M because of. COVID. I do not remember that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, we got to think about this, guys. Okay. He's at Ole Miss. Okay. Not one of the premier schools in the SEC. No. At all. Nope. Not a big, big place, big area in Mississippi. It's hard to recruit Mississippi in different areas. Yep. And not not a traditional powerhouse, like you're saying. Correct. The man won 10 games this year, too. Shook back fast. It, it gives all these other poor head coaches in college football, they're like, uh, Coach Ogeron, he won a national championship in three years. Uh, mm-hmm. Lane Kiffin, he's won 10 games in two years. It puts, college football has changed so much in the last decade, of, dude. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. It's like if it's, three years? The, the years of um, Joe Paterno being there for 40 years is over with. Those days are done, Coach. Yeah, they're done. What have you done for me lately? Jay, you've broke down Lane. You've broke down his recruiting. I want to talk about – you. My boys, me and my boys talk about this segment. Real, you always talk about who the players coming in, the players going out. Okay. That's next level. You can't get that nowhere unless you're listening to Winners Win. Jay, give me some breakdown on Lane, the Lane train and Ole Miss. What they, what are they losing? Who's coming back? Break it down for us. Okay, so um, they lost five on offense, six on defense. Starters, just starters. So they lost eleven starters out of twenty-two. They lost a uh, quarterback, Matt Corral. We already talked about him. He was. One of the better quarterbacks Ole Miss in a while. They lost their uh, two starting receivers. They're starting a right guard, starting running back. And then on defense, they lost uh, Sam Williams, who had 12 and a half sacks last year. Oof. <laughs> they lost. God damn, who was he? <laughs> yeah, he went, uh, I think he went like first or second round in the NFL. Oh, yeah, he had to have 12. Yeah. Okay. And they lost their two starting linebackers, their starting safety, two starting cornerbacks. They lost, so they, they lost a lot, man. So Matt Corral, let's let's look at at him. He he led the team in uh, passing. Obviously, he was a uh, thirty-three hundred yards, sixty-eight percent, twenty touchdowns, five interceptions. Rob already t- touched on that. He was also the third leading rusher on the team with a uh, hundred fifty-two carries, six hundred yards, and eleven touchdowns. Sneaky athlete. And what's crazy about that is that they lost their three running backs from last year. Their top three running backs. Two of them went to the NFL. The starting running back didn't get drafted. He was a junior, but he he put his name in the draft, but he didn't get drafted. Okay. And then their a backup actually got drafted, uh, Snoop Connor. He got drafted. So they lost their top two running backs. And then they lost their third running back, who's the fourth leading rusher on the team. They lost three running backs on the depth chart. Love that. Yeah. You, you know Lane Train was begging Zach Oh, to come. man. So, and then they lost, they lost their top – Three receivers, uh, Sanders, Drummond, and Pearson, all of them. So those three running backs that I have, they accounted 
for it was like 88% of the carries and 91% of the yards last year. Love it. And then those three receivers accounted for 45% of the receptions and 55% of the yards. They lost a lot of on offense. Starting painting a picture on Lane and why he's upset. It's like he was already painting the picture in SEC media days and to his fans of like, this ain't that 10-3 and three team, coach. Yeah, and then they lost their uh, that Chance Campbell. He went to the NFL. He led the team in tackles with 129 tackles. He went to the sixth round to the Titans. Sam Williams, like I said, he had 12 and a half sacks. He went second round to the Cowboys. They lost a cornerback. Um, oh, I'm sorry, a linebacker, uh, Mark Robinson. He was a second leading tackler. He wasn't even a starter, but he was a second leading tackler on the team. He went to seventh round to Pittsburgh. So they lost. Uh, then they and some of them, some of the guys that weren't even starters, like another linebacker. They called him um, uh, Momo. He was Mohammed uh, Sanago or something. He transferred to Louisville. Then they lost uh, that quarterback we talked about earlier, who we thought I, I figured he would have been the starter this year at Plumley. Okay. He transferred to UCF to go uh, meet Gus Bus. They lost another safety who uh, was a he was led the team. Uh, he was second on the team in interceptions and fifth in tackling. He he went to he transferred to Kentucky. So they lost a lot of uh, a lot of players. No wonder Lane Train was being a titty yeah. baby daddy. Yeah. So so the guys that are coming back, they got um that quarterback we talked about from Starkville. He's a projected starter on the depth chart. Uh, name's uh, Luke Altmeyer. And last year, he he only threw the ball 37 times last year. Oof. With 192 yards, 54% completion. And then their running back, who has the number two running back on the depth chart, he only had 17 carries all year. Zach Evans. He had uh, 92 carries for 650 yards and five touchdowns at TCU. They projected him as a starter. Um, then the, the fourth and fifth receiver that on the team last year, they projected both of them as starters. Both of them together combined only had about, I think, 35 catches and 500 yards and five touchdowns combined. <sighs> yeah, so that – and then the, the third receiver on the team that they – Think's gonna be like their slot guy. He come from uh, UCF, and he did pretty good over there. I mean, he had well, he had eighteen catches, three hundred yards, two touchdowns. So not not a lot of production back for Ole Miss in general, man. That's what I'm saying. So I just there's no way that like FBI has them going eight and four, and SEC media has them going nine and three. I just don't think there's no way that they're gonna go nine and three. But I've been wrong before, and I'm sure I'll be wrong. In the future, but I just don't see it. Daddy, you've coached. Lane has had the spring and the summer. Does he know what he's got right now? Can he kind of see what he's got right now? Or do you think it plays out later? It's going to play out in fall camp. I don't think the two weeks of practices in the spring will show him enough. Okay. So, I think in fall camp, he's going to figure out what he's, he has. And some of them transfers probably wasn't there in the spring. So, okay. so I think Chad's right to some extent. But but through workouts and through little drills and stuff, he should know what he has. Okay. You know? I mean, Lane train trending down. You heard it here first. 
we're going straight to our next segment. Next segment. My favorite. We uh, I haven't I haven't said this yet, but this is literally my favorite thing. This is going back in time with the Tigers. No, Jennings play action fake throws into the end zone touchdown. Logan Stokes runs around, fires far side under the end zone, picked off. Game over. LSU is going to upset Ole Miss as Ronald Martin seals it. Jack. Jay. Do you remember what the that sound bite was from? Like that old Miss game, twenty fourteen, huh? Twenty was it twenty fourteen? Yeah. College game day was there. Yeah. Who was the celebrity guest pickers day? Trivia question for you. Celebrity guest mm. pickers. College game day. It was number three Ole Miss at number twenty four LSU. Who was the that highlight from? Was it Doug Dynasty. It was Doug Dynasty. <laughs> God, good job, people. If you come to this podcast, we're telling you who was the guest pickers in 2014 on College yeah, Game I, Day. That was a lucky guess, everybody. That was who it was. All right, this is my favorite segment. This is back in time with the Tigers, where we go over the last. What are we going to do, Jay? About the last ten years? Yeah, we'll go last ten years, and then we'll talk um, the last three games that we've been to. Okay. And, and 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 the best part about this, folks, we're bringing on our friend, our partner, our homeboy. If you've been listening, and odds are you have, we've already told you about Sean Vincent, a.k.a. Uncle Shane. The guy who got on the special needs kid. I think that could be fake news. No one knows. That's neither here, here for me to say. Uncle Sean, do we have you loud and clear? Go for Uncle Shane. <laughs> Uncle Shane's here. Sean, well, let let me defend myself. Sean, and not you're... make fun of of a of a Down syndrome kid. I chewed his <laughs> ass out. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Sean, Uncle Sean, tell me, do you better. remember? Do you remember chewing him out? Like, do you remember kind of what you said to him? I don't remember what was said, but I remember regretting it afterwards. Yeah, hey, after we were... sobered up at halftime, and I told him that he. He chewed his ass out. <laughs> Uncle Sean, want refund. Uncle Sean, I want to see that eagle fly. Yeah, I did too. It was, it was his fault. I missed that. Yeah, it was his fault. In Sean's defense, it was that guy's fault. Sean, do you remember at Auburn when they had that, <laughs> that massive screen and that bird would come up whenever we'd kick a field goal? Go, ah! That's that's why Dale Husay missed them that, field goals. That was genius. I wish LSU would do something like that. I know we were behind the times, but times are looking yep. better. Sean, real quick before we dive into this, are you fired up about Brian Kelly? I'm so fired up. I, a guy that, you know, to speak well, it's nice to have, you know. It's nice not to be a, uh, not be a joke. It's the, it's the little things in life, like not be, having a yep. mockery of our head coach, right? Mm-hmm. How crazy is it that those last two mockeries of head coach both won a national championship and played for another one? So I'm guessing we get at least three out of Brian Kelly, right? I would, the, uh, in 10 years, we better get more than that, $100 million. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going back in time with the Tigers. I'll let Jay take over the segment. Jay, do you want to go from no, this I'll, on back? Or you want to yeah, talk about I was just going to do a little introductory for uh, Sean that people don't know who listen, people don't know him, that Sean, uh, me and Sean have been really good friends since 2007 probably. We grew up together, but we wasn't really close friends So about 2007 – Watched a lot of LSU games. I introduced Sean to Rob in about 2010, and they've been good friends ever since. And Sean has always been – me and him have always been real, real best friends. And Sean's always there for me. He's always had my back. And um, he dated a girl in high school, and they broke up. And 
he never really had a girlfriend after that. He never really had a serious relationship. I guess he was trying to either hang out, hang with me and Rob and Justin James and try to party and try to stay with school and graduate on time. And I don't blame him for that. So he never really had a serious girlfriend. So finally he got this serious girlfriend and he brought her to the tailgate of 2015 Florida. And one of the other podcasters on Rob's uh, weekend shows, uh, Mr. Chad Beebe, he was there and he was pretty sauced up. Hey, 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 that's Mr. Back to back to back to you, sir. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so he was pretty sauced up. I'm not mistaken. I think he gave Sean and that girlfriend some pointers. I'm not going to go into what the pointers were, but he gave him some pointers. Sean, I, didn't you marry her because of those pointers, I think? Yeah, we got married. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've been together about six years and we finally ran out of stuff to do. I need to call Chad back. Shout, <laughs> shout, out, shout out Chad BB. <laughs> Sean, you're a trooper. Jay, let, let's go back in time with the Tigers. Where so, do you want to start? So we'll start at, you know, We'll say that, you know, LSU is a uh, – since two, 2000, LSU was 16-6 and six against Ole Miss. Um, that, I got the stat off top. That's Uncle Shane. That's LSU's won four out of the last five, five out of the last seven, and nine out of the last 12. Yeah. So – and – Uncle Shane, when I say nine yes, out sir. of the last 12, that means they've only won three in the last 12, correct? You're the only college that is- graduate that I, that I <laughs> hang out with. Yeah, that's correct. So, have you seen two of those three wins live from Ole Miss? Oh, God. Yeah. No. Yeah, Sean, you've been to two of those games that Ole Miss won. Ole Miss won, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The three – Ole Miss won. Oh, okay, won. I got I'm, you. I'm, I'm I sorry. I worded, I worded yeah. that terrible. Ole Miss won three out of the last 12, and you have been to see two of them live. I guess he's – That is correct. I've, I've never seen LSU beat Ole Miss live. Oh, that's t- – so, so, don't go to – don't go this year. Don't go, Shane. So, <laughs> no, so I was going to start with 2013. It was October game. Rob calls me out of the blue and says, Jay, let's, let's go to the Ole Miss for my birthday. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I got a sound effect for this real quick. Go ahead. Okay. And now. Now it's story time with Jay Sanner. And now- <laughs> Give him the story, Jay. All right. So, Rob called me to go to the game, and he's like um, – Hey, man, let's go to the game for my birthday. I said, all right. We have never been on a way trip together. Never been on a way trip. We've been to LSU games a lot. And I said, okay, well, I've never been on a way trip. First person that I went right off the phone, I hang up and I call Sean. I said, Sean, let's go to Ole Miss. He said, I'm in. I called Daddy. I said, Daddy, we're going to Ole Miss. I'm in. I said, I told Rob, I said, all right, let's go, man. So we go to Ole Miss. LSU was 6-1 and one that year, Mettenberger. Jarvis, Odell, Jeremy Hill. You know, they they was loaded. Mingo, Montgomery. They was loaded, man. Real quick, Sean, do you remember the the vibes on campus about the Ole Miss fans? Do you remember them, like, begging, like, being like, please take it easy on us? Yeah. Every every time, Uncle Rob, every time we go to a away game, (laughs) beg us to take it easy and whip our ass every time. It's the old bait and switch, Uncle Sean. So, Every time. so quit and the reason why I think they was actually sincere is because they had six starters out, five on defense, and their starting running back was out. And man, is in LSU they was the only the only game they lost that year up until that game was a, a top ten matchup against number nine Georgia, forty one to forty four in a shootout. So we go to that game, and LSU loses this game, twenty four twenty seven. 
Bo Wallace, which I think I still hear the name in my sleep. They they called it so much. He had the game of his life. He he was like uh, 30, 30 for 39 with um, 350 yards. He didn't have a touchdown. Man, I mean, he that's the best game I've ever seen him play. Uncle Shane, do you remember every first down they needed? He got it. Oh, yeah. First down. Oh, man. Yeah, they'd say that's Bo another first down. Wallace. What a so, nightmare. So in, in Met in Met, which he had a uncharacteristically bad game that, that game. He he uh on the year on, on seven games, he was fifteen touchdowns, two interceptions. Only through two interceptions in seven games. He was battling with a hamstring injury that none of us knew about. So he couldn't really uh throw off of his front foot. He threw three interceptions that game. That's the game that they had that land shark mascot come out, and they did the land shark thing. And so, anyway, LSU got off to a 17-0. It was down 17-0 in the third quarter. So, the LSU didn't score their first point until about, uh, I don't know, about six minutes to go in the third quarter. So, then they was down. Then they went on a 24-7 run to tie the game up, 24 to 24, three minutes left in the game. And then Ole Miss marches down the field and kicks a 41-yard field goal with two seconds left on the clock to win the game. <laughs> I just – we know 17 nothing. we was pissed off. And then when they started coming back, we all knew we're going to win this game. We're going to win this game. That's right. So. Hey, there was a very famous quote in our friend group, Uncle Shane, yeah. that happened immediately after this loss. Shane, do you remember Daddy saying something really, really special right after this game about Les Miles? Uh, he's probably going to be fired. Yeah, yeah. Chaz, after the game, he said, <laughs> "He says," and I quote, "What? What was the date of this game? October the nineteenth, twenty. I think it was October the nineteenth. It was the day before my birthday. Yeah, October nineteenth, twenty thirteen. That was the day of the game. Twenty thirteen. So Daddy said, "Before we get back to Sulphur, Louisiana, Miles will be fired." That was a hot take by Daddy. Yeah. And guess what? We'd have more national championships yeah. if we'd have fired his so, ass that night. We should have had so, Daddy being the GM. So, in almost three seasons, 34 games with 12 losses later, going into the Auburn game in 2016 after we lost, Daddy said again, before the bacon hits the grease, Les Miles will be fired. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> and he was right. But it took him 34 games with 12 losses Daddy, later. Daddy, you should have been the AD. We would have, it would have been a lot, but things would have been a lot smoother, though, because we should have fired him up. You know what I mean? Oh, I agree. <laughs> so that was, Sean, breakdown 2013. That was your first time. Me, me, I met you getting in the truck to go to that game. That's true. I heard a lot about you. We were, we were friends, but we didn't really hang out with each other till the end. What's your memories of that, of that, that weekend, 2013? Man, I just I love that. I'm I miss doing it, and I look forward to it every year. And it started it a big a trend. lot of unknown. Yeah, it did, and it it was just so much fun. Like the best part was the tailgating, obviously, which is usually the case. But yeah, yeah, it's just riding there, the whole experience is just so much fun. That is and, the the camaraderie of riding there, and and I remember this. I mean, we were a lot younger then. We're we're all adults. We all have kids now. And uh, I think I had a kid then, but uh, you know, but we were we're daddy, all older. Daddy was a kid. Yeah, daddy was. Daddy literally I was, was eighteen. <laughs> He's eighteen years old. Uncle Shane, do you remember they have a? Uh, they ha there was a no open container policy in Ole Miss. I mean, in Mississippi, it still could be. 
And uh, I remember drinking on the way there because Daddy was driving. We had a DD responsibly. We had a good time. And uh, that's right. But no, Sean. Yeah. I was just gonna say that Sean said his favorite thing was tailgating there. And like, I don't have the best memory, but I do think I remember Sean almost getting arrested for peeing in the bushes. <laughs> yeah, me too. Sean, do you well, remember anything well, that, about that? No, what's crazy is that yeah, four, Well, they had about 12 Ole Miss fans. Yeah, at least, at least I was going to say 20. At least 20 Ole Miss fans go pee in the bushes. And Sean come to me and said, Jay, man, what's the closest Porter let? I said, man, it's a long ways away. He said, I'm going to pee in that bush. I said, I said, yeah, go ahead, man. Ole Miss been peeing there the whole time. Sean went in there. The cop 5-0 pulled up, pulled him to the side, threatened to arrest him. I, yeah, I it was like uh, it was like Harold and Kumar when they jacked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can vividly remember the cop getting on us for having beers in our hands and said that the things needed cop. to be in. It was old lady cop, uh, 2022, no judgment. Uh, I don't say bad things about women. This is a woman's world. Oh. <laughs> I'm just joking. And so I remember the woman cop, and she said that y'all can't be having y'all's drinks in your hand. You remember what I told her? I'm about to tell the story. Correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong. Um, Jay said, so – we can't have beers in our hands, but we had a bottle of Everclear in our cooler mm-hmm. for some unknown reason. I have no idea. I think it's a Mamu guys. The Mamu boys. Yeah, we met so. up. We met five or six guys from Mamu, and they actually they were just walking randomly, and we was walking randomly. And we didn't they know. had a barbecue pit. Yeah, we didn't. We had they had a table, and we had ice chests, and we didn't know where to go, and they didn't know where to go. We met each other. They had LSU on. We started hanging out with them, and it was actually really cool. They uh, grilled duck breast on the barbecue pit and stuff. We ended up having a good time yeah, with the boys. That, so we was all drinking, and we was giving all the old Miss fans hell, and I guess they didn't like it, obviously. So they, they got the cops to come mess with us, and that, that woman said that, you know, we uh, promote family-oriented tailgating around here, so we drink beer out of a cup. And I said, ma'am, so you want us to – Pour our beer. No, we drink whiskey and wine. That's what she said. Yeah. Whiskey and wine. We don't condone drinking beer. Yeah, it she was trashy. Told it was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So I was like, so, so, ma'am, you want us to put down our beer and start drinking that Everclear? And she said, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm telling you. I said, okay, come back an hour. You think we loud now? Come back an hour. Can confirm. Jay did tell the cops that. <laughs> this was a, a the Jay that I fell in love with. Now he's an old-ass man with kids. <laughs> that was the Jay I fell in love with, Uncle Shane. And I also right. remember I found out that Jay was a excellent man of na- navigation because me and Jay left y'all and went to the truck <laughs> yeah, and, we Rob, walked, and we were in the woods. Yeah, Rob got all nervous. He said, "He said, Jay, I've been hunting squirrels in the woods for all my life. He said, we're going to be lost. <laughs> I said, hey, man, just follow me. I said, I'll get us through this. We went right to the truck, I, probably about a mile in the woods and right to the truck. We did walk through the woods. I, I remember that. I remember leaving Uncle Sean. <laughs> Wait, Jay – Okay, Sean, do you remember what the old lady was? Yeah, we, we met this older, uh, not couple, but it was probably about three couples at Pizza Hut in the parking lot where we parked our truck. And this woman, <laughs> this woman come with us, and she said that she wanted to go see the campus and the Grove with us. And we said, oh, we don't know what we're doing. We know where we're going. Come on. You know, we don't care. And they were from Louisiana. So so we was going, and, and she was talking to Chad. She wanted to see Arch Manning Way or something like that. Yeah. And so we went to the – Porter potties, and we said, "Hey, we're gonna stick." We all got together besides Chaz, and we said, "We're gonna stick that woman with Chaz." So we said, "Go with Chaz." Chaz, Chaz walked with her for about I don't know thirty minutes. He come back without her. He said he waited till she had to use the bathroom and left her. So. <laughs> that is a. If you're listening to this now, that's a real story. Chaz took a little old lady, let her yeah. get a porta can, and left her there. Left her. <laughs> she, <laughs> might, she, she might still be there. She we don't could know. Literally, still be lost in yeah. Oxford, Mississippi. That was a little drunk. You'll have that on them big jobs. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we lost that game, 2013. 
Yeah, so then I was going to go ask Sean about 2015, man. Uncle Sean, I'm going to bring you back to 2015. You and your lovely wife now, Miss Ray, I'm pretty sure y'all went to the Ole Miss game in 2015, correct? I sure did. I had a friend uh, from work give us some tickets. So what I remember about that game, I was working, I was DJing at the Longhorn at that time. I remember watching it in the DJ booth. My favorite thing about that game, though, because I want want you to tell how it went and everything, but LSU wore the all-white jerseys. I'll never forget that. Yeah, that was – yeah, those are sweet. Those they are my favorite. Great. That's my favorite combo of all time. I don't care about the gold, the real gold helmets. I don't care about the purple and whites and all that, the mustards. Those are my favorite LSU combos of all time. But I remember yeah. you were there. It was a, uh, you and your old lady. Y'all jumped up and went. Tell us what you remember about that game. For sure. Uh, it was fun tailgating again. They were very welcoming. We partied with them and stuff. So we get to the game, and we're all fired up, of course. And – Chad Kelly proceeds to just put on a clinic. He, uh, I looked up the stats just a while ago. He had 280 yards passing, four touchdowns, two passing, two rushing, no interceptions. He just <laughs> kicked our ass. Swag Kelly put it on and, us that day. So we're, we're down big again, just like 2013. And uh, the third quarter, we came back a little bit, but Brandon Harris just couldn't. I didn't realize until now. Brandon Harris threw it 51 times that game. Fifty-one <laughs> times, two interceptions. Yeah, two picks. Yeah. Uh, and one thing I do remember about that game is Tyron Johnson, who was a big five-star recruit. Mm-hmm. I remember him having a touchdown Warren. down the sideline for thirty-nine, Warren. forty yards. Warren Easton did not know he went to Warren Easton. Mm-hmm. He ended up transferring to Oklahoma State. I remember that Leonard had a hundred yards that game. Surprisingly, yeah. Hadn't do you guys him. remember? Do you remember what what month that was? That was in. I can't uh, remember. That had to be in. Late October, early November. I think that's early November. It was, it was pretty cold. I think it was really, early uh, November. We're pulling it up right now. I think that's early November. No, November, yeah, 20, November cold, 21st. It was the second last game of the year for some Ooh, reason. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the, it's pretty the, cold. the famous, uh, yeah, I remember y'all sending pictures and y'all were cold. The famous thing about that that season was those three losses back to back on that team. Yeah. Jay, go back yeah. to that schedule. We yeah. beat, uh, we, McNeese game got canceled. We beat Mississippi State. Mm hmm. Which uh, you were there, by the way, Sean. We went to Mississippi State that year. Damn, you went to, you went to a two-away game Sean, that year. Sean likes Mississippi. We went to Mississippi twice that year. Yeah, you sure yeah. did. I didn't. I didn't remember that. So we well, beat we Mississippi in, State. In line to pee, remember? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to tell that story on a future podcast. That's oh, a great yeah. story. <laughs> Mississippi State beat Auburn, beat Syracuse, beat Eastern Michigan, beat South Carolina, beat uh, Florida, beat Western Kentucky. And after the Western official, Kentucky, yeah, the uh, the official college football playoff standings the first year come out and we were ranked number two mm-hmm. number two going to the alabama game going into the alabama game and we got dirt napped yeah and that put us on a landslide losing to arkansas they had 31 yards rushing that game yikes they had i think they had 13 in the box all game all game <laughs> and uh less didn't less was still calling pitch back dive yeah uh arkan lose to arkansas and then you and miss ray go to old miss lose to old miss the birth of swag kelly's born surprising uh, no doubt Surprisingly, Harris, like Jay said, he had 320 yards, and he also ran for like 60 yards. Yeah. Then the big thing at the year, I remember Jay was at that A&M game. They beat A&M 19 to seven. They pull. They they carry. Yeah, it was less a, off the it field. Was a fire miles. They had. I don't know how. I guarantee they had a hundred Jimbo Fisher signs in the in the stadium that night. And Jimbo, at the, just kind of weird because time, you know, the way time happens. Jimbo was at Florida State, and yeah. now Jimbo's at A&M. Yeah. And that was an A&M game. Uh huh. So, 20, 2015 was a very fun year. Like I said, we went to Mississippi State with the boys. 
Sean went to uh, Ole Miss. That was a good team, man. I know yeah, we lost was, three games, but that, we had that a great was a good team. team, man. That was that was Fournette's crazy highlight year. Yeah. Me and Sean, week week three. I mean, look, look at this. Look, go down, Fournette. Yeah, Fournette balled out. That was that 160, year. One sixty. Hey, Sean, Sean, Jay's acting like he yeah. remembers the Mississippi State game. He's like pointing at those stats. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Well, if you listen to the, yeah, you listen to the Mississippi State podcast. Rob was the one that got. Yeah, yeah, Rob, it was you. I thought. Oh yeah, I'll take the hit from up. See, I'm for hey. the I'm for the boys. I'll take the lick. That hey. was me. All the, no, that was so definitely all, Jay Bird. So all the Jay slander on this podcast is, is crazy, but if I remember right, talking bad about me, who's the one picked up your wallet? Mississippi State. Oh, wow. I forgot. Jay's memory is so good, dude. LaShawn? Good thing, good thing he was looking down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay, I want to go through the years. I want to go through every year for the last uh, – Going backwards, starting last year, and I want to give a little nugget of what we remember about those games. This is my favorite part to do. Last year, we've talked Ole Miss 31-17. We've already talked, broke that down. Okay. Not exciting. Nussmeyer comes in, throws a touchdown in the end of the game. Yeah. 20, uh, 2020, you remember that one, Uncle Sean, with Kayshawn Boutte in the rain? Kayshawn Boutte in the rain. Last year, it was the COVID year. It was the last game. Oh, yeah, yeah. He tore it up, yeah. Tore it up. How Kayshawn. many yards you have been? 300 and something, man. He broke, he broke the LSU's record. That's a school Jesus record? Christ. Yeah. That's, still, that's a school record, huh? Mm-hmm. I, I've totally, I remember that, but I really don't remember that being the school record, but obviously it was. 308. I mean, 308, Uncle Shane. Actually, With Max Slinger Johnson. Yeah, Max had uh, 435 yards. Hey, go back and watch the highlights. They ran crossing route after crossing route after right. crossing route. They looked like UCLA on LSU. They looked like UCLA couldn't stop the crossing route. Yeah. Bama, also Bama loved to do that when Sark was a, uh, OC, by the way, too. All right, so that was 20, uh, 2020. 2019, we obviously know that was our national championship year. Jay, yeah. what do you remember of the 2019 game? <laughs> that was the year that – LSU just beat Alabama, you know, so they was whoa riding higher than we've ever been. Yeah, they was and they was hurt. They was they didn't get up for Ole Miss. Ole Miss put up a lot of yards on them. They LSU's not really John Reese Plumley. Oh yeah, they ran all over. Hey, us. By the way, after we were ranked one after beating Alabama, yeah, we played and read the final score, Daddy, of Ole Miss LSU that year. Fifty-eight thirty-seven. We got dropped to number two after that game. And yeah, Uncle Shane, we won fifty-eight to thirty-seven. Well. <laughs> I can remember thinking our defense might be having some trouble. Yeah, they just we were look John Reese Pumley. His stat line: he threw nine for sixteen for one hundred twenty-three yards. Daddy, read me his rushing stats: twenty-one carries, two hundred twelve yards. Jeez, four touchdowns. touchdowns. (laughs) So Ole Miss put up six hundred fourteen yards offense on LSU. That's that was why that That was surprising as Aranda. We were kind of spoiled with Aranda. Yeah, but. And Burrow threw two picks that game. Man, he did. One was fluky, and then one was a real pick. I do remember that. He had 490 yards, five touchdowns. That's why we don't remember those two picks. <laughs> yeah, did. I don't remember the two picks. Uh, okay, so then 2019 was I want to? I guess my question is 2018 was Uncle Shane there? Because Dan, y'all brought some friends and setting my season tickets. Me and Lacey bought tickets at a little bit lower. It was raining. 2018. 2018. Were you there, Shane? No. I don't there. think I've been. You're I don't right. think I've been to Ole Miss LSU. You've never seen Ole Miss LSU. You've never seen LSU uh, beat Ole Miss, is what you've said. That's right. Okay. I don't That's think I've ever seen them at home. Yep, I do remember. I was in the middle of turnaround. That was my 19th day off. Yeah. We worked 19 and one. I was able to go watch that. that. I remember Danica having a good time with that. <laughs> yeah, with me and Chaz had to help her up to her seat. Um, but this was Burroughs coming out party. 
I mean, he had some pretty good games. Um, he had like a he only had he had two games where he threw over two hundred yards against Auburn. He was um, I think fifteen for thirty four, two forty nine, one touchdown against Auburn. But no miss. That was really coming out game. He had he was eighteen for twenty five. 292 yards, three touchdowns while he rushed. Nine, he had nine carries for 96 yards on a touchdown. So he was a he was a pretty he did, he did a good job that game, man. That was and what, what's another crazy stat about that game is that DK Metcalf, who everybody picks him like number one, number two on their fantasy leagues, who was really good in pros by the way. He only had three catches for 37 yards, Sean. So why, why do you think that is in 2019? He only had three catches, 37 yards. Who was that? DK Metcalf. Who was tearing oh, it up? Who was tearing it up all year? He, yeah, who was Gordon? Oh, Uncle Sean, I'm not greedy. gonna. I'm not gonna front. I forgot that too. He said greedy shut him down. Oh, greedy! Oh yeah. Oh yeah, ball. Crazy, phenomenal that year. Crazy stat. Burrow led, uh, led in rushing that game. I know. Too. I'm telling you, Burrow. That's what. That's what I said. It was a coming out party. It's, it's an unknown coming out party, by yeah. the way. Not a lot of people talk about that. This game. Well, what do you? What's you guys? Burrow moment that you knew he was the guy. When I what do you think? Look, I was at the first game whenever in my, when they played Miami. I knew we had a quarterback, but when I knew, 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 I think it was this game for me. It was it wasn't for me in this game. It, it when they threw that pass, it was, it was the Ole Miss it was, game. It was a And M for me. I know. Look, A&M? I know the story. We're gonna tell the story, Uncle Shane. We're gonna definitely have you back for for future episodes. I know I did not stay at the A and M game the whole time, but I did watch <laughs> the whole A and M game. And to me, it was allegedly allegedly. <laughs> It was it was a And M game for me, but reading this now, no, I, I totally see what Jay means. When he threw that pass at the end against Auburn, when he hit Derek Dillon on the Derek fly, Dillon. double coverage. That's that's what I was gonna say. Auburn. I was that like, was my favorite game. Man, I was like, man, how clutch was that? That was oh man, I was like, that, I say we got ourselves that, a quarterback, man. And then that was you know, I was like, okay, we, you know, the and Florida then, game was after that. Maybe that's what kind of you know. And then this game right here. Was, it was in the rain. I remember it raining because there's pictures of me and Lacey. We got rain jackets on for this game. Yeah. So, going straight into 2017, what I do know about 2017 LSU Ole Miss, this is something like Sean just said, the Auburn game sticks out in his mind. This will forever stick out in my mind as Darius Geis's best game. It might not be his best game for stats. Yeah. But, but Jay, read Darius Geis' stat lines. <laughs> he had 22 carries for 276 yards and a touchdown, man. I remember – him, it felt like Leonard Fournette the year before that we're going to get to in just a second. Darius Geis absolutely killing all yeah. this. And look, and your boy had 100 yards. Uncle Shane, he said <laughs> Darrell Williams is my boy. I hate that fat <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> and he led the team. I don't know why you look got a receiver, Rob. And look, he led his team in receiving too. Wait, what year is this, 2017? Yeah. Okay, it makes sense because Matt Canada was our offensive coordinator. Yeah. And he was throwing the ball out the back, you know, sweeps and in oh, the yeah, flats to Darrell Williams. To, yeah. Oh, you man. can't count a jet sweep as a receiving Russell, cat yard. Russell, Gage, <laughs> Russell um, Gage, he was a jet sweep master. So weird to read, John, John, just to take you down memory lane, looking at these stats, I see Darrell Williams, Foster Morrow, J.D. Moore, Darius Geis. It's just weird looking at Russell Gage. Yeah. Seems like a lifetime ago. Seems like a lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. So 2017, Jay, you have anything you got to say about that? I just remember oh, Darius yeah. Geis. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going straight to 2016. It was in Tiger Stadium. I know I was there. I know Cody Lyles was there. I know Sean Landry was there. I know Jay was there. We had an unbelievable top-tier, yeah. top-five tailgate. Yeah, that was awesome tailgate. Great man. time. Who was, your, who was your buddy that uh... – uh, We're going to not talk about – friend of the podcast, friend of the show, listens to every episode. Brody Smith, my brother-in-law, got a tent 
a stake in his foot. Oh yeah. Oh, I got pictures oh, of my God. phone. Yeah. Yeah. This is twenty. This is coming into that weekend. It's twenty three versus number twenty five LSU versus. Uh, hold on one second. It's twenty three versus twenty five. Uh, top twenty five matchup. I'm in Baton Rouge. Me and my brother in law. Love you, Brody. We're in Baton Rouge. We're setting up the tailgate on a Friday evening. It is slam packed. The buzz is in the air. The weather's nice. Mm-hmm. It's one of those moments you know it's top, all coming together. Top twenty five matchup. LSU's twenty five. Ole Miss is twenty three. Top so. twenty five matchup. The buzz is in Baton Rouge. I love pulling into Baton Rouge, rolling eight, the windows down. Eight o'clock like, game. Eight o'clock game that night, and you know your boy loves a night game, so I can tailgate as much time as possible. We're setting up the night before. I think we're actually going to meet up and like hang out at the tailgate the night before, mm-hmm. which is strange. Supposed to be me and Lacey and Danica was on our way. Correct to uh, Baton Rouge, and you brought it. Left early because Lacey go, couldn't get off. Correct. So we Going to set up the tailgate. Yeah. So we waited on her to go meet y'all. Correct. We're setting up the tailgate, nothing, thinking nothing about it. Brody didn't do anything wrong. He puts his foot on a stake just to drive it in because I think it was going to be a little bit windy. I never put stakes in my tent. The stake breaks goes into my brother-in-law's yeah, through he, his Nike shoe. He said he put Brody said he put the <laughs> stake in the ground about two or three inches and it went in easy. So he said, I'm just going to step on it to uh, push it in further like anybody would do, you know. Hit a root. He didn't realize that oak tree roots were way out there, and he st- it just stuck on a root, man, and just broke off, went through his foot. Went through his shoe, through his foot. <laughs> Rob so called me on the way, freaking out, going to the – I said, Rob, you know, he said, I got to go to the hospital. He's driving through uh, Baton Rouge like Grand Theft Auto. Like, traffic was <laughs> cat, cat five. I took him to Our Lady of the Lake. They pulled it out, sp- sprayed some saline water in it. The, they gave him some medicine. The boy stayed for the rest of the tailgate. He was supposed to, Rob was supposed to bring him back to Lafayette to go meet his uh, mom. Yep. He then, called her. He took some pain pills he, from the hospital, called his mom, said, don't worry about picking me up. I'm tailgating with Uncle Rob. tailgated Rob. the rest of the day. <laughs> Shout out, Brody. You're a legend for that. That's my 2016. Oh, no, 2016. You got to talk about Leonard oh, Fournette. Oh, yeah, that's Leonard Fournette's. Uh, he went wild that game. Uncle Sean, do you remember 2016 Leonard Fournette? I sure do. He, he was just a beast as usual. It felt like every time he touched the ball, he was going to go for a touchdown. Which, yeah, what's crazy is that. Rob said Darius Geis had an unbelievable game the next year. And he was a hell of a running back, probably top five running back from LLSU. Geis had 16 carries for 57 yards and a touchdown that game. 2016. Fournette, Fournette also had 16 carries, Sean, for 284 for three touchdowns. Was that, was that his best game at LSU? Yeah, that was his best game. Yeah, I thought so. Every time he touched the ball, well, I, I mean, the crowd if you, roaring. If, if you want to get technical – uh, his best game was against Syracuse. He had three calls come back on him. He would have had 350 yards rushing that game. He took three to the house that come back. In in the uh, carrier dome. Yeah, in the carrier dome. I remember watching yeah. that. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. But anyway, yeah, it was. It was. He trucked a dude on the sideline. Uh, Danny Etling threw a yeah. flat, a pa- pass in the flat to the yeah, left. He ran up the sideline, killed a freshman third safety. Third quarter, with, uh, with 18 seconds to go, he threw a little swing pass, third and five, and he ran over DeAndre uh, – Dante Anderson. Anderson. Oh, man. True freshman and it'll, against a grown man. Yeah, that'll, that'll forever be on Fournette's highlight. So, uh, thank you. Mr. I can remember the crowd. at rough. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Okay, that's 2016. And we've already talked about 2015 because yeah. the boy, Sean, did some on-field reporting there the year before in the cold. That uh, that Ole uh, Miss game used to be late. It's not late anymore. It used to be in the in, in November, and you know, yeah, I like the. Thing. It does seem like it's been October lately. It has yeah, been. It has been for a while. You went to the last late Ole Miss game in my early LSU fandom. It was Ole Miss was always, I think, kind of a late game. So you were there in yeah. 2015. We got beat by Swag Kelly. That oh, brings yeah. us to 2014. 
Late October again. Late October. They come in. They was the number three team in the country. Game day's there. Game day. Duck Dynasty's there. Duck Dynasty's there, man. I remember I had to work that morning, and I missed it, but I was watching game day on my phone at work. In this game, the only – the one thing I remember about this game that sticks out to me is this was the third best stiff arm I've ever seen in my life in this game. Third? Third best. What was it? One – I guess you have to go to Derrick Henry. Uncle Sean, that's kind of a weird stat, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Number one. That's Uncle Jay. That's Jay. (laughs) So the – the first one goes to Derrick Henry, like two years ago. I think uh, he, Ramsey. he killed that poor guy. Oh yeah, he slung him across. Second was Leonard Fournette against Mississippi State with the mustard uniforms. He uh, stiff armed that guy into the ground. Put him into the grave. And the, this one was a uh, Kenny Hilliard. He stiffed armed that um, defensive end out of bounds. Yes, I mean out I of bounds. That. I do not remember that. Oh man, I remember it. Yeah, oh, yes. the guy had kind of had his momentum going. Yeah, he had his momentum going, but he still he threw him out of bounds. Huh? Oh man, Kenny Hilliard was my it guy. Looked, yeah, it looked great. In LSU, they this game. If you look, if you watch this game or remember this game, LSU they they reminded me of John Curtis that game. They didn't run the same formation, the same plays, but we're running up your throat all game long. So stop it if you can. And they they couldn't, man. It's old school smash mouth football, and Ole Miss just didn't have a didn't have an answer for it. And then I also remember Ole Miss is driving down the field to tie the game, win the game, and. That was the big meme from um, – No Bono. No Bono. That was the clip I played earlier on oh, talking it? about <laughs> And he threw it in a Ronald Martin, Ronald Martin. White Castle intercepted the ball. Left sideline. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh. Daddy. This is uh, – I want to get all the, the opinion from the boys real quick. There's always something about most of these games I can remember where I'm at. Sean, do you remember where you were at watching this game? And this one meant I a little bit more because we were – at Ole Miss the week before. I mean, the year before, we went to Ole Miss. So, this is them coming yeah. to Steiger Stadium. Had a great team. They were ranked third, obviously. Do you Unde- remember where you were watching this one, Sean? I really don't remember where I was, but I remember that Trey Quinn was crowd surfing. That They stormed the field. That is a, that is a fact. Yeah, that was a good one. So when's the, is that the last time they stormed the field? Uh, no, they stormed it in Georgia, Georgia 2018 when they beat oh, okay. Georgia's number three also. You can't get those stats. Okay. Up. Oh, you're talking about LSU? Uh-huh. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, last was time there. Jay, do you remember yeah. where you were watching this game? This ten to seven game? No, it's probably probably at my parents' house. I'm sure. Yeah, Sean. I mean, Uncle uh, Daddy, you remember this? I was there. I, he was <laughs> at this was game. There. Yep. Oh hell yeah! You were sitting in your seats in the South End Zone. Yes, sir. That's where they scored the touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And Drake Quinn was crowd surfing, and like Sean said. The, uh, we, Daddy, go ahead. Did you storm the field? No, I did not. <laughs> Daddy did not. was okay. getting the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> they uh. Did you? Did you? I don't. If you, Sean couldn't hear. Did y'all hear the tight end he threw it to for that? For that, Mr. Stokes, Logan Stokes, I think his name was. That had to be the only highlight he ever had at LSU. I don't remember anything else. Do you remember ever. the head coach? One catch, one catch for three yards, right? What well, is a big catch? One catch for three yards. You know who the head coach was? For who? For LSU. Leslie. Yeah. Yeah. That's why. Oh, okay. Oh, right. yeah. Pitch back down. <laughs> Pitch back down. That's why Logan Stokes didn't get used. I don't even remember him other than that. No, I didn't. The well, first uh, tight end touchdown in 20 years. <laughs> hey, Trey Quinn. Since, uh, Trey Quinn had a little, little since, What do you have? Since 42 Dave, yards? Since David LaFleur. First tight end touchdown since David Shout LaFleur. Shout out, David. <laughs> That's right. I think you're right. Yeah. No, I think uh, first tight end touchdown, I would say, since uh, probably Richard Dixon, 07. Richard Dick Dixon. I want to go – we're going to skip. We're going to go straight to 2011. I did see – on Wikipedia, there is a major stat about this uh, 
this game in 2011. That was obviously our great year. We went to the national championship. Yeah. This is the biggest margin of victory of all time. LSU and Ole Miss have been playing since the 1800s. Did you know that, Sean? I didn't know that until I read that on Wikipedia. I, did, I had no clue. I didn't know that. 1800s they've been playing. The biggest margin of victory was 52-3. to Jay, do you remember us kneeling yeah, with met, like eight minutes left? Yeah, Mitt rushed the ball, which was odd. He rushed for like 10 yards at the end of the game, and he laid down. And then they kneeled the ball like on the – And gave the ball back to him on the eight-yard or, eight yeah. or five-yard line. I've never seen that done, Sean. Have you ever seen that done? I have not. It's almost more disrespectful. It is, dude. Jefferson was eight, seven for seven, 90 yards and a touchdown, Sean. Jeff, that was the stat of our quarterback set for wow. that game? We threw Give it, me some rushing we stats. Threw it eight, <laughs> we threw it eight times a whole game, Sean. Look at the rushing stats. <laughs> What the hell are you going to throw it for? Sean, we yeah, won fifty. We won fifty-two to three, and our quarterback threw it seven times. Well, hey, totally. that is we, 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 in the hey, we ran the ball fifty times for three hundred and fifty yards. Cool. <laughs> Sean, listen to how diverse this running is, Daddy. How many yards did Alfred Blue have? He had seventy-four for four carries. Give me Spencer Ware. Uh, ten carries, seventy yards. Kenny Hilliard. Nine carries, 59 yards. Terrence McGee. Seven carries, 55 yards. Michael Ford. <laughs> five, five carries, 50 yards. Jordan Jefferson. Six yeah. carries, 26. Look, Matt, I told you Matt had a long and run. Matt had 25 yards. That one carry. I he did he, have that one I, carry. I said 15, but I didn't think, it was, I didn't think he was going to run 25. Uncle Shane, it's so weird to see these stats. Our running, we had a 70-yard, a 70-yard, a 60-yard, a 50-yard, all these different running backs getting these carries. You think Ole Miss, yeah. Ole Miss had to be like beat down completely, right? Yeah, they were. It had to be hard to watch. That's right. that's the moral. I love it. 460 yards yeah, of total offense, Sean. The old misses 195. You know how hard Les Miles' <laughs> dick was being able for them not be able to run, stop the run and he just keep running it? Oh, it validated him yeah. tremendously. <laughs> oh, you know? my God. What a nightmare. Toss back dive till you die. All right. That was back in time and a little bit of story time. Uncle Sean, we appreciate you being. I know we went a little long with you. We appreciate your patience. Tell Ray we love her. Kiss the kids. We're going to have you back on episodes in the future. Bro, great memories with you. I love you so much. I miss you, man. Miss you too, buddy. This was very enjoyable. Love to be back. All right, buddy. We'll invite you back. Uncle Shane, thanks, buddy. All right, man. Bye. All right. We're going to wrap this thing up. we got a couple segments left. We're going straight to Daddy's got some insider info on the lane train. We're talking Daddy's a coach. A leader of men, and he's plugged in. Been a season ticket holder in the family for years. Daddy, give us some inside intel on the lane train. Yeah, I heard I heard a story from a very reliable source that, matter of fact, this guy was on staff with him when he was the head coach at Tennessee. And he was telling me a story of Lane, first week of fall camp, he was uh <clears throat> he was hanging out with some women, of course, night before fall camp starts. Lane train. Oh, yeah, got to love him. And he brings them women to his house, and then he's driving back to camp. Uh, practice starts at 7 a.m., a fall camp. And he's driving, and he ends up wrecking his vehicle in the ditch. Thanks. And then he, uh, he sprints, flees the scene, runs to the practice field, his dad, Monty Kiffin's the defensive coordinator at the time when he was at Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And um, his dad said, get your ass 
go to the field house. You smell like alcohol, son. He goes in, takes a shower, and comes back out to practice. Ooh, Lane was living that life. Yep, and nobody found out till after this. Yeah, it didn't break till like a January. January story. Yeah, I remember on on like Yahoo Sports. He was young, successful, oh, had yeah. all the money in the world. Sweet. He was the next big thing, living that life. Daddy's got one more Lane train story for us. He was thirty five years old at the time. Oh man, you couldn't give me that. Jay or Rob, do y'all remember Lane not being able to when he was at Bama? Who's the OC? Call plays in one of the bowl games. I do not remember that. Do y'all remember that? No. Give it to us. One time he was supposed to be the OC. Saban suspended him. He shows up to practice bowl week. One of the practices, drunk, drunk off his ass. Saban suspended him. Said you're done, and that was his last year at Bama. Oh, he w- look. He looks like a drunk, by the way. I, I know a drunk when I seen one. Well, I guess it. It's a USC thing. Sarkeesian guy. Sorry, him and Sarkeesian. <laughs> that's probably why they like it. They was on them beers together. Oh, yeah. Lane looks like a drunk. You come to this podcast. You got the inside scoop. You got the inside stories. You got the stats from Jay. We're having a good time. We got two things left. We got a new segment. But, no, I'll tell you what. We're going to save that for last. We're going to go ahead and give our predictions for this game, and then we're going to wrap up with a brand new segment called Daddy Got Them Hot Takes. All right. Jay Bird, kick us off. Give me a scoring prediction of this game. A scoring prediction for this game. Just October 22nd at home, week eight versus LSU. Ole Miss. Yeah, I just – I don't – I think it would be two score. LSU going to win by at least two scores, man. LSU wins easy from Jay. I go – I'm going to go ahead and go. I think it's going to get – I think it's going to get murky. I think it's going to be a grinder. I think LSU just comes off a loss. I think Brian Kelly's finding his way through the SEC closer than the experts think. Or maybe the experts, maybe Ole Miss might be the betting favorite right now. I don't know. But I think LSU wins in a dirty one, a sloppy one. Brian Kelly's not scared to run the ball. I watched Cincinnati highlight after Cincinnati highlight after Cincinnati highlight today. I really watched probably an hour of it. Hmm. Watching the our offensive coordinator, he likes to spread it out. But one thing he does great off of this, off of spreading it out, he runs the ball. He he's not scared to run the ball. It's gonna get ugly. It's gonna get dirty. Lane Train murks it up. LSU wins twenty four to twenty one. Just a little take from me. It gets dirty, twenty four twenty one. Daddy, give us your prediction. LSU in a blowout, forty one fourteen. I like that. The Lane Train gets derailed. They can't stop the run. You can't. The Lane Train can't run through Tiger Stadium, Daddy. Never. John Emery. Ooh. Noah Kane. Ooh. Run wild. I don't, dude, it's just the stupid fan in me. I know we got, uh, what's the, the, the Trevion Brand? What's the, the other running back that came from Bradford. Oklahoma? Bradford. We got Brad, Trey Bradford. I know we got the Josh Williams, the great mm-hmm. steady walk on. Mm-hmm. Just the dumb LSU fan of me just wants to be like, we're going to run the two headed monster with Noah Kane and Johnny Me. Because I, I, I think they are. Yeah. Mike Dembrock hugged him, uh, I, I, my dumbass paid for LSU Gold this week, their their subscription plan. And I think i already seen it on Twitter. It's not like it was some behind-the-scenes thing. Mike Denbrock walks up to John Emery in practice, and he's mic'd up. He hugs him after he, he fucks up in practice, obviously. And he says, listen, as long as I'm here, I will never, ever stop giving you the ball. You are premiered on this team. And I was like, let's fucking go, boys. Two-headed monster. John Emery, Noah Kane. Yeah, if Noah can stay healthy. Yes. 
I, I did. I saw today that they're both pretty much the same size. I thought Emory was a little taller than him. They're both six one or five ten, five eleven, two twenty. They're both the same size. I love Noah Kane coming out of high school. IMG, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Last segment of the night, and from here on out, we're going to end this. We bring you the juice, but nobody brings the hot takes like Daddy. This is our final segment. It's called Hot Takes from Daddy. Daddy. Give us your hot take this year. Here we go. LSU, going to win 41-14, and here's why, Uncle Rob. Give it to me. Ole Miss has got a pocket passer. Lane Kiffin has not had a pocket passer since I don't know when. At Alabama, he's had dual threat guys. He's had dual threat guys, Matt Corral, dual threat. So I think he's going to have to change his offense. To uh to help his young quarterback, um, because he's a pocket passer, so I think you're going to see a different look from Lane this year compared to more traditional look, more traditional look than you have from Alabama because Ole Miss is not even close to Alabama, and from last year, totally different team. Getting new guys in, got to get a brand new running back from the portal to come in. They lose three three running backs, lost two backers. Lost three of their top receivers, mm-hmm. and it's not looking good for Ole Miss and Lane. Not at all. So you don't think they're going to go uh, eight and four, nine and three like FBI? No SEC? shot. They might go six and six. And that is your daddy hot take. Boys, I had fun tonight. Jay, how'd you think the episode came out? I think we did pretty good, man. I, I like Sean calling in. Sean calling in. You get some behind the scenes yeah. on our friendship, all of our friendship, all the times we shared uh-huh. together, all the road trips we went on. We're going to keep going with this thing. Jay, who do we have for our next episode? What is the team we have for our next episode? I know it's LSU versus Ole Miss in week Alabama. eight. Oh, Lord. Next episode is Bama. And I know we got the bye week, but we're going straight to week 10 against Bama. Fuck Bama. Thank you for being here. Daddy, you were great. Jay, you were great. This is Winner's Win.